You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Wednesday, March 17th, and with more moves in free agency, Zach Banner remains a Steeler. But Mike Hilton and Tyson Alulu are headed to other places. We'll talk about that on this show. And I say we because I'm joined by Josh Axelrod and Dean Ian Pietro of Channel 11. The three of us have a lot to talk about irrational fandom versus rational fandom. What's the difference here in assessing the Steelers and free agency? All that and more on today's show, which you can subscribe to on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Radio.com. Let's get into it. So you regular listeners of this podcast have benefited from the wisdom, the entertainment, the arguing, and the pettiness of our, of our new Wednesdays pairing. We've had Dina and Pietro here for quite some time. But Joshua Axelrod, we just can't get rid of this guy. He's he's just entertainment gold with the way that these two go each at each other's throats. Now, fellas, free agencies kicked off. And, and the first, before we get into all the details and the minutia, I want to talk about the fact that why are people freaking out every single year when it gets to this part of the season? We know the Steelers aren't going to sign big players, yet every day they're like, oh, Steelers, why didn't you pay $40 million for this guy? Yin's, Yin's not going to win a damn game next year. Yin's right. ain't paying Juju. <laughs> right. Yin, Yin's didn't give Bud Deprino money. Who's going to make them tackles in that? Come on, everybody. Come on. You knew this. Chris is right. You knew. What are you mad about? What are you mad about? What? You lost Bud Dupree. There's a shock. You're going to lose Juju. There's a shock. You're going to lose Connor. There's a shock. You lost Hilton a little loo. little surprise, maybe a little bit. They're keeping Sutton. They're keeping Bear. You know, this is what the Steelers do. They are not giant splash free agent players they never have been and are you gonna sit here and complain about your results when you haven't had a losing season under Tomlin they know what they're doing for the most part granted they didn't go after Aaron Jones so I do question them but (laughs) relax take a breath everybody you know all you, all you need to do is, you know, follow, you know, the three of us on Twitter tomorrow and then relax and, and understand where things are going and then just take a breath and move forward. And it's going to be okay. I am very much with you on 90% of that. I think the Steelers have definitely over the last decade plus earned the benefit of the doubt to Trust them, given that, again, I don't remember a Steelers losing season since I started paying attention to football. I think what most fans might be feeling right now is that, you know, they got attached to these guys. A lot of them have been here for a while. I see Dean rolling his eyes. Yeah, I'm rolling my eyes at people getting attached to these people. Well, excuse me. Excuse me, you're, you're as just an attached. average fan for caring about the guys in, oh. my, in my jerseys. And do they care about you? Do they care about you? Um, Do they know who you are? 
I interviewed Juju once. I'm just saying. Does he, he know might, who he you know, are? Does I'm just saying that article is out there and he used one of the quotes from that article for a pullout tweet. So yes, he might. Would he care if the, if you signed with the Denver Post? Uh, that's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about my irrational no, he feelings, care. not his. <laughs> He we're talking about care. my irrational feelings, not his. <laughs> These are irrational feelings. You care about Juju Smith-Schuster. You care about him. You care about him. Well, okay. He but don't the, know who you are, man. Let, let's be fair. The term fan is short for fanatic. Fanatic, yes. Which is why – and listen, that's, what I'm, that's what, uh, one thing I want to point out is Steelers fans aren't alone in freaking out about everything. No, Every no, fan base true. does it. Yeah. I, I retweeted yeah. something the other day about a, a, about a Patriots reporter who's like, God, the fire Belichick you know, crowd is insane. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, they are. because, And I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. They're insane. And it's just like this, this is what happens all the time. And, and, again, with this free agency period, all, all we said – for weeks, months, even expect don't you know? Don't expect them to be able to sign Juju because he's probably going to price himself mm-hmm. out. Don't expect Bye-bye. them to be able to sign Bud Dupree. He's probably going to price Bye-bye. himself out. Mm-hmm. You're, you're lucky if you keep Hilton or Hilton or Sutton, but it's going to be tough to keep both. Kept um, you know, uh, the one the one surprise, like I said, is, is Tyson Alulu. I mm-hmm. did think they were going to be able to keep him for cheap and keep him in the fold, but for whatever reason, that didn't work out. So at the okay. end of this train. We're saying that the worst part of this is that they lost a depth interior defensive lineman. Josh, when the 11 guys take the field on Sunday, wearing black, you're going to cheer for them, right? Only if they're wearing black and gold. Right, right. It's not a trick question. Pittsburgh Steelers take the field. 11 guys take the field. You're going to cheer for those 11 guys, right? Of course. Doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter who they are. We all cheer for laundry. Okay? We cheer for our colors. And I I understand how maybe, you know, Cam Hayward sending out a message, you know, I'm going to miss, but yeah, of course, they're teammates. They work together. They're friends. I get it. Also, but, detail, details coming out here. I missed this. I missed this earlier, but uh, Ian Rappaport is saying that the Mike Hilton deal is a eight point is going to be eight point five million dollars this year and twenty four million dollars over four years. So okay, uh, good for an undrafted player. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a that's an amazing contract for Mike Hilton. He absolutely yeah. deserves that money. Good for the, good for that. Don't man. don't get mad when other teams are overpaying for these people. Okay, mm-hmm. come on now. And that's the formula the Steelers have lived under for so long. I mean, think about it. And you know, I was talking about this on the final word when Ant- Ant- Antoine Rendell got signed super duper money back in the mid 2000s by Washington. He, he ended up right back in Pittsburgh, almost won a Super Bowl with the team. Brian McFadden, same thing. He got, got signed to super duper money by the Cardinals, came back to Pittsburgh, you know, made, made a name. You know, William Gay got signed away for good money, came back to Pittsburgh. You know, and, you know, Mike, Mike Wallace signed for super duper money, didn't didn't come back to Pittsburgh, but didn't have didn't earn. The, the money that he was that he was getting paid out there so like you know, again this is how they work they draft well and so and, and they and they sign guys and they sign enough guys that every year we're feeling like oh man they're losing this guy how can they because they're paying the important people and again it would be different if they were losing tj watt if they were oh, losing yeah. Minka fitzpatrick yeah. that would be cataclysmic mm-hmm. yes we're talking true. about depth pieces people depth no we're you're totally right in the sense that all of the important players are locked up. That's entirely true. The Cam mm-hmm. Awards, the TJ Watts, uh, mm-hmm. the DeCastros. Like, we don't have to worry so Roethlisberger. much. Roethlisberger. 
I, I'm talking about the important players. Okay, okay, okay. okay. We're, we're not done with this. We're coming right back to this. But first, we got to talk to our friends at Bill Bar. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with D9 Pietro of Channel 11 and Joshua Axelrod of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Now, one thing that was an interesting tweet that's that wasn't necessarily in the realm of Steelers Twitter, but it's something that I paid attention to. Diana Rossini of ESPN tweeted out something very interesting in the middle of Tuesday, saying that she spoke with an unnamed free agent wide receiver who said that the market right now is really bad for wide receivers. And that's interesting because Corey Davis signed with the Jets. Nelson Aguilar signed $13 million a year with the Patriots. I did. I still don't get I that. I thought Corey Davis was signed with the Jets too. Yeah. I, I was like, okay. The, but the guy, the guy who made that Philly video is just salivating. Oh yeah. I, I, I was the first thing I did. I just retweeted his face onto on, on top of that contract, but it begs the question. What's going on? Because the two top guys, or the three top guys, excuse me, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Will Fuller the fifth, all of them sitting there. And now, who said this? Now, here's the thing: it could not, it could be none of those guys. It could be Larry Fitzgerald, for all we know that that's saying, because he's technically a free agent right now. But well, he is a free agent right now. But um, when I hear that, I, a lot of Steelers fans are saying, "So does that mean we're keeping Juju?" It's like, calm down. It don't mean that. <laughs> but it does mean. And here's here's the thing. You're looking at other things happening. You know, middle of Tuesday, the Steelers are letting go of Vince Williams. The Raiders let go of Rodney Hudson, who's a very good center. More and more players are getting let go. Everyone's panicking. Why aren't the Steelers doing anything? They're waiting to see what might be out there that doesn't break their bank. There's a good chance that a guy that does get signed in free agency ends up being a guy that no one was talking about because he's right now, maybe even still to this very moment, on a roster somewhere. Absolutely. They're, they they don't make that splash. They don't make that jump. They don't move too quickly. Yep. They're smart. Mm-hmm. They're strategic. They wait and see. It's okay to wait a beat. See what's out there. Not overpay. Build a solid team. That's I don't know. What what are, what is what are the what are, oh winners? That's right. Winners. <laughs> okay. Winners. Breathe, everybody breathe your favorite people that you're attached to that you love that don't know who you are are gone and there's going to be new people for you to love who won't know who you are it's okay 
we, we need to have a conversation about looking at sports through an irrational lens. <laughs> because no one does. <laughs> I feel like more, that's all we do here, Josh. It is way more fun to look at sports through an irrational lens than through a rational one. <laughs> and looking at it through a rational lens just continues to make me sad. Anyway, <laughs> I think that wide receiver comment is super interesting when you look at the rest of the free agent market, because correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's safe to say the top two free agents wide receivers this year were probably Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. And both of those, and both of those two got quickly franchise tagged. So that was a combination of the teams obviously valuing them, but not valuing them enough to give them long-term deals yet. And then you got a receiver saying something like, this is a bad market. So I think those two franchise, franchise tags plus that comment kind of equal the same playing field. So I think that's, I think it makes sense that I don't know that I'd want to spend the money on Wolf Fuller, who was always hurt. I don't know that I'd want to spend the money on Kenny Galladay, who we've never seen on a winning team before. Uh, I mean, we can talk about, we can talk about Juju whenever. I'm just saying that, com- that comment makes a lot of sense just based on how the wide receiver market has, uh, has played out so far with the exception of the Aguilar deal, which I mean, the Patriots have the money to spend more power to um, I, I maintain that if the Patriots as currently constituted get even average QB play this year, they're probably a, a playoff team. But like that, that signing still isn't going to be good, whether they make the playoffs or not. I know who made the comment. It was Le'Veon Bell because he's a wide receiver and a running back. <laughs> I see what you did there. Well played. Now, I, I, I want to pass this message on because Tony Serino wanted to be here with you, with you two, Aww. but he couldn't be. But or, he wanted to say Tony. that he's still, he's still on the bring the band back together train of signing not just B.J. <laughs> Finney, but Jesse James, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown back God. onto the roster. That man chose I, violence. That I, man chose violence, yes. He, he definitely chose violence. I don't want to hear Antonio Brown ever associated with the Steelers again. I don't the think other, you will. And, but and, they could and the sign others, Ronald Ocean. They can sign Ronald Ocean. They could sign Ronald Ocean. Y'all are a trip. <laughs> I, don't, it's top, I, it's I, don't, I don't really want to entertain the others as well, if I'm being honest. I don't want no, to. No, get- absolutely not. I don't want Jesse James. I don't the fascination. The only other thing that drives me crazier, probably, than the Steelers fan base general reaction to all these free agents leaving is the the desire to bring back former Steelers all yep. the time. It's all oh, he played here, so he's got to come back here. We want him back. We want him back. Come on. He left for a reason. He's not. Jesse James, he ain't that good. Right. Okay, yeah, he caught the ball. Great. But you know what? He ain't that good. No. Okay? No. We don't keep need to keep recycling guys back in. We don't need to do that. So Man. stop with the madness. I think, I think build BJ- a team with the right pieces. Who cares if they were Steelers before or not? Get the right guys in here to build the team. It's going to make you contend. I do think BJ Finney was a good signing. I'll say that because he does act. He's a he was he was a, yeah. low, a he was a low option that the Steelers right. Know, they paid he, nothing he was, for him. He was yeah, filling and, and he, and he was filling yeah. a need that they desperately needed filled. Oh yeah, he's not that, bad. And I'm not and saying he, that they never should. The I'm not saying it should disqualify anybody, but just the overall design. Oh wow, yeah, Jesse James, a free agent. Bring him back. Bring him. Come on. Oh no! Everything else you said is hundred percent correct. I d- I never want to hear another "he caught the ball" joke ever again. <laughs> oh well, I, good luck with that. I honestly think Le'Veon Bell might be washed, and I don't. He want is to pay- washed up. Yes, I, exactly. I don't want to pay him the money. I'm not. I'm not entertaining the AB thing. I want the no. 
I want the Steelers to go out. If if Kevin, I trust Kevin Colbert enough to to know that he has a plan. As we've discussed, his plan is clearly to see how things shake out, as always. And the only thing he needs to do is sign a free agent running back, and I'll be happy. Uh, we've already discussed how wrong you are about that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, to be fair, I was also wrong about a bunch of things last week too. Because yeah, look at me saying Vince Williams <laughs> one of the Steelers' biggest leaders. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll eat crow on that. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I trust Kevin Colbert and I just hope that he goes out and finds some cheap options who are both not washed and complementary to what the Steelers have and clearly need. The Steelers also haven't done the thing where they're, um, you know, where they, like, they put themselves in a position where they, they can't make a move. Like they still can, make they can still can restructure Stefan to it and make the extensions we, we've talked about on this show you know David DeCastro Stephen Nelson uh Joe Hayden uh, again I think that they're waiting until they absolutely see what is the move or what can be the move when and, and they're weighing their options here they're not but they're not forcing themselves into any commitment and, and I think that's the best approach here because they're keeping themselves open. And, and again, they still got a lot of talent on this roster. Do they need to fill spots? Absolutely. But that's what's coming with the draft. Also, want to continue to point out, Bud Dupree getting paid. Matt Filer getting paid. Mike Hilton getting paid. If Juju gets paid and Villanueva gets paid, I mean, the Steelers might have a really good haul of comp picks next year. And that could go a long way to using the that the trade up to get us a really big name next year. I, I'm I'm sorry, but when you say they're going to get great comp picks, that's great. But again, this could probably be Big Ben's last year. I don't understand why they would be playing for comp picks when he might only have one more shot at a Super Bowl run. We're going to. They don't have the money to, to sign no all those guys. I understand We're- rationally, but irrationally, as all <laughs> sports fans should be taking this. I don't understand why they're not maximizing his very short window. It's maybe infuriating. they are. Maybe they are. We're, we're going to take. Maybe they are. We're going to take one more quick break. We're not done discussing this because Josh, <laughs> you got some feelings here. I, I want to get get to those, but uh, we got to take a quick break. We come back. We we'll continue talking about that. But first, we got to talk to our friends at BetOnline.ag. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter here with Dean Pietro of Channel 11 and Joshua Axelrod of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Now, fellas, Josh, you made an interesting point. You, you're saying, what do the comp picks matter if Ben's not, not around anymore? 
To this I answer, do you know what they used to trade up to get Devin Bush at the 10th overall pick, which is the highest selection the Steelers have had in the past 18 years? Comp picks. I can venture, I guess. (laughs) Those middle round picks that they got. And again, they got the they got they got those picks because they traded away Antonio Brown. And mm-hmm. so they were able to, to use that to, to amass some more draft capital to trade up into a higher point in the first round. I, I, I will put on my rational fan cap for a second and say, I understand how team building works and I understand how comp picks work. And it will be great in a year or two when all of this bears out, bears fruit. The problem is I don't understand why the Steelers would re-sign Ben or not force him into retirement if they're not going to maximize his very small window right now. And they do not seem to be maximizing that window. I don't see the point of treating next season as a rebuilding year if they're not also rebuilding with a young quarterback. I, that, I, that, that makes no sense to me at I all. I don't think they're doing it as a rebuilding year. I think they're saying, hey, we are the, the, as, a, as a team, we the Steelers are never in the market to get one of those top four quarterbacks that when it's a hot year – and go into the top 10 and get one of those guys next year could be that year. And you could be talking about whoever, whoever's the hot new guy next year that everyone's talking about, you know, everyone's talking this year about Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. We know about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, but there's going to be guys that everyone's excited to get. Oh, this guy's got a good arm. He sees the field really well. He's really athletic. He's big. You know, all those things. They're never in the position to get to those guys. Why? Because they would need to trade up to get them. And if you trade up to get them when you don't have the picks to, now you're in a situation where you're leaving your roster barren. With these comp picks, this is what allows them to do that. And to answer your other question, saying, well, why didn't they just pay these guys? It's because they can't pay these guys. If, they, if, if, you, do, if you did that, you'd be putting yourself in a much tighter situation. Now you get to keep Ben Roethlisberger for one more year, manage the quarterback situation, and then you, you get some comp picks. And then next year, maybe you move up get that franchise quarterback or if you don't see him in the draft maybe with all the craziness that we're seeing year in and year out with quarterbacks at the end of the season maybe you use those extra picks and you say hey random team with a franchise quarterback that doesn't like you right now send them our way here's here, here's 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 some some draft picks that to come your way and maybe a, a a middle level player here to work with that but that's where i'm going josh with why this is this is all part of their plan to keep the roster going and next year have a young quarterback built on probably a better run offense with talented receivers and still a top defense you tell me they're not winning now you tell me they're not trying to win now right i, I know guess. i think they are why i mean josh sign ben I don't understand these moves in conjunction with bringing Ben back. I do. Um, Explain it. Explain uh, it, please. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. Um, (laughs) It's pretty much that simple. They still think they got a window. Okay, they still think they got a shot. Now, I can tell you this much. I look at it like this. You're going to have, whether, whether all kidding aside, whether they draft a running back number one or they bring someone in a free agency, I'm going to argue you've got a better running back. Hold on one second. Okay. I'm going to argue that you've got a better running back than James Conner. I'm going to argue that you're probably going to have someone who's playing better center than Marquise Pouncey did last year, just last year. I'm going to argue that Zach Banner is going to be better at tackle than what you had last year. I'm going to argue that your receiving core is going to be just as strong. 
And your offense overall, once Kevin Colbert's done making his moves, is going to be better. So why wouldn't you try to win right now with a quarterback who can get you there if, only if, they build the right offensive game plan and don't let him throw it 60 times a game. That's how they have to play it, okay? They got to use the right strategy, but they can still be in the game with that defense, and with those moves, which will actually improve their offense, which no one seems to see right now because they just see their favorite players leaving, yep. this could I be do. a completely better team. And by the way, guys, uh, you, uh, you're listening. When Josh said he put his uh, rational fan cap on, he actually like mimicked putting a cap on his head. That was pretty funny. I'm very, I'm very, good, at, <laughs> I'm very good at audio medium. It's so, just – no, go ahead, D. So, so they are trying to win now, and they're never going to go into a rebuilding mode, okay? That's not what this team does. That's not what Kevin Colbert does. They retool. They look at free agency. And historically, since free agency has begun, this team has put the right pieces back in to keep them a winning team. I agree. I, I think that that's the thing here. Again, the cornerstone pieces of, the, of this roster for the next few years, the guys that, you know, make up this Patrick. TJ Watt. I think Devin Bush will be that. He hasn't had a chance to really bet because he was a rookie and then he got hurt last year. But then Cam Hayward, soul, soul of the defense. And then guys who could become pillars of the offense. I think Kevin Dotson put himself in a really good place. Yep. I think Chase Claypool could have a really good rise next year. And you're still looking at if David DeCastro can be healthy next year. That's a big boost. Ben Roethlisberger is still an important piece for right now. And at least the guy that can help get your, you know, be, be the stable guy that if you draft a running back or bring a guy in, who's going to be the stud part of the, the running game that you're building for the next four years, then that guy, when the new rookie comes in next year or whenever, then you're, then, then that guy's, then that running back's like, Hey, I worked with Ben last year and this is what we need you to do. Trust me to be able to get things done on the ground. So, uh, that that's the thing here, Josh. It's not just, they're not giving up on this year because I, again, I see a lot of people out to say, you think they're going to make the playoffs now? And I'm like, yes, you're the same people that told me they were going five and 11 in 2020. And what they do, they went 12 and four. Like, you know, are, are they, are they world beaters? No, but are they, are, are they going to have a chance to, to compete with most teams, in the NFL? Absolutely. As long as they don't suffer a, a serious rash of injuries, which right. that's happens to them a lot in late in seasons. Um, and that's just I, the unfortunate luck. What's up? I guess, I guess all I would say is that competitive isn't good enough for Ben's last year for me. And I, I'm on, operating under the assumption that this is probably Ben's last year. I don't You're not going to get the Kansas City Chiefs roster. You're not going to get that. Right. Okay. You just got to put yourself in the position. And by being competitive, that means you walk into the playoffs and you've got one game to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're not unbeatable. This is the you year to can call beat in. them. If there was ever a year to go all in, it would be this one. But how they gonna, they don't have the money to right. pay all these people you want to pay. And, and by going on, but here's the thing, Josh, you go all in this year, maybe it costs you the chance to keep TJ Watt for the next five years. Make up Fitzpatrick for the next five years. You, you know, don't want that. You don't you don't want to give up a potential Hall of Fame caliber player with the way that both of those guys are, are on, on the trajectory to be, just so you can have a one shot. Yeah, that's just not what the Steelers do. 
Um, and, and and to be and to be frank, most teams that do because what we often say, well, well, this team did it. Well, yeah, that team did it, and they are one of like twenty teams that try that and fail miserably. I mean, you got teams like the Jaguars that took that shot. They didn't even make the Super Bowl, and now they're back and rebuilding again. You don't want to get into that cycle of hey, of, of like that'd be like putting that'd be like making the Steelers the Pirates. Like, hey, we're gonna try every eight years to to maybe we have one run at a title, and then we'll. You have to tear everything down, rebuild it back up, and get things going. I know baseball is different because it doesn't have a salary cap, but that's essentially what they put themselves into. That's what the Browns have done. That's what the Jaguars have done. That's what the Bengals do. That's what the Lions do. The Steelers, the Patriots, the, the Packers, those organizations that, that consistently find a way to, hey, we may have a down year, but you know we're reloading and we're coming right back. Those organizations, that's the practice. Those are the practices they use. You're absolutely right. And yes, again, rationally, I understand that that's how team building works. This is just not the year to have a down year. I don't understand the point of bringing Ben back if you're going to treat next year like a down year. It's not. They're not. They're not treating it like a down year. Do you you know how they could have saved so much money and gotten some good players and re-signed all their players? They could have just let Ben retire. And then do you want to go back to Mason Duck? I know he's not here, but that level of quarterback? Well, it's going to happen in a year or two anyway. Again, I think they're setting themselves up, Josh, to get the, the guy that they want. I, ho- I sure year. hope so. Right. I don't know enough about college football to know who the guy is next year. So all I see in front of me right now is a team that's cap strapped because it's, cor- it. it's, it's quarterback wouldn't retire. You you cut it down <laughs> over there, you Dean, with that Kenny Pickett stuff, all right? He stayed at Pitt for four more years. It's true, yeah, actually. <laughs> I never want to see Kenny Pickett in black and gold. <laughs> City couldn't handle it. But oh, the, the, the city would love it. I mean, Kenny, Kenny would be uh, that would be great. Until they turn on them like they did James Conner. Oh gosh. But fair enough. My point being, <laughs> and and Josh, I feel what you're saying, but again, the point of keeping Ben for now is to keep the stability of the offense as they work to transition mm-hmm. into a run game that, that can actually carry the team for okay. the next few years. So that when they get that young quarterback, he's working within a rushing offense and there's less pressure on him. But if they had brought in if they had tried to reshape the running game while getting a new quarterback, yeah, you're then throwing a whole bunch of equations yeah. into the mix that you that are gonna you're gonna you're gonna ask, ask way too many questions. Roethlisberger at least gives you that stopgap that says, "Hey, you know you have me here to understand the offense, make the reasonable throws, and have the relationship with the receivers that are on the roster to make things happen when we need to." Well, I think listen to the old man's side. That wasn't me, guys. That was Josh with the old man, man's the, side the, there. The word "reasonable" just just like broke my brain there because again, this is the one year to not be reasonable in my mind. And Why? I, because God. it's his last year. Okay. You're talking out of both sides. You, you, it's his last year, so don't be reasonable. But you didn't want to keep him. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> I'm confused, Josh. What you saying here? <laughs> I'm saying oh that if he's here, I don't know why we're not treating this as. I guess maybe I'm romanticizing the concept of a last ride in my mind. It worked for Ray Lewis. I don't know. I'm Lewis just, and Jerome Bettis are rarities. It worked man. for Jerome Those Bettis. Those are rarities. Those are you're, rarities. You're absolutely, but, but you're again, absolutely right. I'm but again, saying. the Ravens didn't try to they, they didn't try to sell out that year the ravens actually their mistake was after that year they sold out mm-hmm. on joe flacco and then yeah. that killed their cap mm-hmm. for years yep you know yep. The, the steelers didn't sell out for jerome bettis they stuck mm-hmm. to their game plan and it happened to work out that year you know the you know the broncos peyton manning had a, had a swan song year but they didn't sell out for peyton manning's year they they had they kept their defense together they kept building th- that, that team they got what they needed to get and that that's what you got to do to stay competitive. Now the Broncos, unfortunately for them, they never found their next quarterback after that, but 
again, I think the Steelers, they have a better sense of what talent they want to bring in and how to keep a roster together than still some of those organizations. You know, the Panthers are trying to recoup from lose from, from the, from the, from the great days of Cam Newton when he was the NFL MVP. You know, it's to me, I think that they, they have a better, I, I give them more capital to have mm-hmm. to, to or more space in my brain to say, Hey, I trust you that you're going to figure this out at some point than I do for, I'd say 80% of the NFL. And again, the phrase at some point, that does not doing that doesn't do me any good and it doesn't do Ben any good. Oh gosh. There's no reasoning with this man, Dean. There's no reasoning none, with this man. None. Not nope. today. Not today. Not today. <laughs> today. Oh no, no. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> Y'all are silly. But this has been a really good podcast. And I think this is why I like having you two on Wednesdays, because we get and a, a, a Josh who admits I am not being rational. I'm just responding. <laughs> And we get Dean, who's like, what are you doing? And you get me, who's just like, gosh, this is great entertainment. All on a free podcast, y'all get on your phone. But thanks, guys. This is always so much fun. We'll have you back again next week, of course. To argue more, we'll probably know by then where Juju's going in the NFL. Um, But I wanted to give you guys a chance to let people know they can find you, follow your work. Josh, you first. (laughs) You can find me and follow my work at (laughs) postgazette.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at J Axel two twenty two, and you can also catch me in the goodness section every Sunday. Dean, find me at I am Dean sixteen on Twitter, on Facebook. A number of people have actually sent me friend requests um, from the Locked On group on Facebook, um, so that's kind of cool. And uh, I've actually talked a little bit of X's nose with a few of them. That's awesome. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate all of you guys listening. And uh, WPXI is where I produce all of the sports. Dope. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Uh, Join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group where you can interact with Dean and myself and several other people who are on the show. And that's a great place to also meet 1,300 other Steelers fans who are always locked and loaded on the Locked On Steelers podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review and a positive comment. When you do both at the same time, it really helps us out. And we give you a shout out at the end of the show. Thanks again for listening. Be back tomorrow talking more about what the craziness is happening 